welcome to John Cook Ministries podcast. I'm John Cook. Today we are continuing our study on the pastoral epistles. Today's lesson we deal with 1 Timothy chapter 3. We have to keep in mind that these are the instructions that God is giving to young pastors and to pastors of churches. This chapter deals with the requirements for the two offices in the church, for pastors and for deacons. These are very definite requirements for those that serve in the church in these two positions. We're going to consider these requirements as God gives them to us in his word. To begin with, we look at the requirements for a bishop, that is, a pastor or an elder. So take your Bible and look at 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. There we read, This is a true saying, If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. Notice that it starts out by saying, This is a true saying. So what is going to be said is true. It's unquestionable. It's what is called for if a man desires the office of a bishop. There is no doubt or room for questioning. All we have to do is go to the scriptures. So if a man desires the office of a bishop, notice that this deals with a desire. This is something God puts within the heart of a man when he feels that God wants him to go into the ministry. God puts a desire in him. It's a desire that literally overtakes him and literally envelops his life. Now, notice that it says, if a man, this tells you the number one qualification for being a bishop, that is, that you be a man. There's no room for a woman in this case. Now, you can say what you will, but as we go through the requirements, you're going to find out that you just don't qualify unless you're a man. The guesswork is taken out. The certainty is there when we look at the requirements. So if a man desire the office of a bishop, a bishop, as we've said, is also called a pastor or an elder. All three titles have to do with those that are the under shepherd of the flock, Jesus Christ being the chief shepherd. First Peter chapter five and verse one through four. Look at it says, the elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder. Notice that Peter calls himself an elder in the church and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. So he calls himself an elder. Now, what is an elder's responsibility? Feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a wedded mind. Notice he says, neither as being lords over God's heritage. That is, you're not some kind of a dictator to the church, but being in samples to the flock. That's examples. That's a stamped form. And when the chief shepherd, that's the Lord Jesus Christ, shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. So when Jesus comes, if we've done our job responsibly and according to the word of God, then we receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. We also read in 
Philippians chapter 1 and verse 1. Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons. There's the two offices. So Paul writes to the churches and to the bishops and deacons within those churches. In Acts chapter 14 and verse 23, and when they had ordained elders in every church and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. So they ordained elders in every church. And they then turned the church over and went on their way to do it again, just like missionaries are supposed to do. In 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 17, the scripture says, let the elders that rule well, that's pastors, remember, bishops that rule well be counted worthy of double honor especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. So again, elders, pastors, bishops, all three are the same office. It's one office with three responsibilities built within it. But there's no such thing in the Bible as an archbishop, as there are in some religious organizations. In fact, Jesus Our Lord and our Savior is our bishop. That's the title given to him in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 25. Listen to what the scripture says. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Jesus, the highest title he had was the shepherd and bishop of our souls. So anybody who calls himself an archbishop is setting himself above Jesus, and that in itself is blasphemy. Now, he says, if a man desire the office of bishop, he desireth a good work. Notice, it's a work that pleases the Lord. It's called a work because work it is. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 1. Paul says, we then as workers together with him beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. It's a work. It's labor. Some people view the pastorate as the only day you work is on Sunday. But you'll find when you get into the work that that's exactly what it is, is a work. And it's not just one day a week work. Because you've got to be prepared to present to the people what God wants them to hear. That takes a lot of hard study and prayer. And that's work. Caring for the sheep, that's work. Bringing other lambs into the, into the fold, soul winning, that's work. Those are all things that are involved in the work of the ministry. So a work it is. Sometimes it's a very lonely work. Paul talks about this in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 16 when he says at my first answer no man stood with me but all men forsook me I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge sometimes you're going to be standing as the pastor and you're going to be standing alone and no man is standing with you you're going to have to take a lonely stand but it standing for what's right is not always the popular 
many times it's not so popular. You're in the minority. Sometimes that work is a difficult work. I would say most of the time it's a difficult work. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 5, the Bible says, For when we were coming to Macedonia, our flesh had no rest. But we were troubled on every side. Without were fightings, within were fears. So our flesh, sometimes in the ministry, is going to get no rest. Sometimes we're going to be put in a position where without our fightings, battles to be won, battles to be fought, and within are fears. That's our flesh. Our flesh fears defeat. But God's the one who gives us the victory. Hey, this is John Cook again. Thank you for listening to the John Cook Ministries podcast on the pastoral epistles. Now, before you go, how about take some time and leave us a comment or maybe a prayer request or what question do you have that we might be able to answer for you? Let us know how we can help you. And don't forget to subscribe to the John Cook Ministries podcast and you will get the next lesson just as soon as it is released. Well, we'll say goodbye for now. God bless.